This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Value Inspiration Podcast. My name is Ton Dobbe, and I'm the founder of Value Inspiration and the author of The Remarkable Effect. I'm creating a tribe of tech entrepreneurs that are on a mission to do something big and meaningful. I invite you to join the tribe as well, especially if you want to create change that matters and put your software business on momentum that you're proud of. The goal that I have at this podcast is twofold. Firstly, to inspire new forms of value creation by sharing compelling ideas and stories about the potential we can unlock when technology and people blend in the right way. And secondly, share experiences from tech entrepreneurs like you about what is required to create a remarkable software business and how to overcome the roadblocks to do so. The guest on my podcast today is Enrico Palmerio, CEO of Bosskeeper. There are two big problems that we're trying to solve in the accounting space. The one being it's just there's a major shortage of people to do the work. A huge supply demand gap and by like the numbers at least in the US it's you got you know exponentially more businesses forming year over year and then if that wasn't bad enough you know the other challenge you have is like many industries there's been this over amplification like all these little micro niche apps for the accounting sector and all those apps don't talk to each other which is more siloed data sets that requires more manual entry and an unpleasant experience so the big problem we're trying to solve is two things it's it's how do we automate as much of the basic, you know, call it pre-accounting or compliance accounting, bookkeeping work. And then how do we consolidate the app stack, freeing up, you know, the limited supply of accountants that are out there to do more critical thinking, consulting, advisory, complex accounting. This is Enrico. His background has been in automation, in decision trees, and accounting with a triple major from Babson College in quantitative methods, entrepreneurship, and strategic management. While in college, he co-founded ThinkLight, which automated lightning analysis, design, and manufacturing. ThinkLight grew from dorm room to 46 on the Inc's 500 list, and as a result of that, Enrico was ranked second among the America's top 25 entrepreneurs under 25 by Bloomberg Business Week. After successfully exiting ThinkLight, he invested in a small accounting firm, joining as the company's managing director and helped them grow from 7 to 40 people in just three years. Beyond this, he advises, consults, and invests in several startups. Botkeeper caught my eye by its claim to create the future of bookkeeping, and this triggered me to invite Enrico to my podcast. We explore what is inhibiting the accounting industry to transform, and why the combo of blending technology and people in the right way is the secret to a better future. We also discuss Enrico's vision to what it takes to build a remarkable software business. By listening to this podcast, you will learn three things. Firstly, how, by looking at the big picture app stack of your ideal customers, you can find major opportunities for remarkable productivity improvements. Secondly, that to solve the shrinking workforce problem we see in many industries, we need to approach the problem from a different angle to really solve it. And thirdly, how to orchestrate 3x growth in a market of late adopters by creating a pool effect. 
Well, Enrico, thank you very much for making the time available today and be a guest on my podcast. Don't mention it. Thanks so much for having me. Appreciate you reaching out. Yeah, exactly. Well, I found you on my hunt for cases, well, what I call compelling stories about the value we can unlock when, when technology and people blend in the right way. And you're actually running a business that is sort of dear to my heart because I've been in the accounting space actually all my life. So it's very interesting to see where this is, where this is taking from here because you're on the Thank edge of, of doing things here. Yeah, to get right into the conversation, what is the big idea behind your company, Botkeeper? So I think there are two big problems that we're trying to solve in the accounting space. The one being it's just there's a major shortage of people to do the work. The huge supply demand gap. And by like the numbers, at least in the US, it's you got, you know, exponentially more businesses forming year over year. You have the amount of data produced, financial data produced by those businesses increasing exponentially. You have government regulatory and gap policies becoming more stringent and more convoluted, making it you know, more time intensive to process that data. But then on the supply side, that you've got the number of accountants entering industry staying flat for the last five years, down 23% this past year, and 75% of the existing accountants retiring in the next 15, and 70% of accountants who leave an accounting job leaving the industry altogether. So just a major gap in the workload demand that businesses have and, and the supply side. And then if that wasn't bad enough, you know, the other challenge you have is like many industries, there's been this over amplification, like all these little micro niche apps for the accounting sector. So if you went back like 10 years, you had like QBO and Zero, or uh, maybe QBO wasn't out yet, but you basically had, you know, call it like three apps, like QuickBooks, yep. Zero, a couple others, yep. and maybe like build.com. And you had to, like, that's all you had to worry about, you know, managing or integrating together. But these yeah. days now there's, you know, an app for dashboards, an app for bill pay, app for invoicing, for receipt yeah. capture, app for statement fetching, task management, doc storage, you name it. And all those apps don't talk to each other, which is more siloed data sets that requires yes. more manual entry and, and an unpleasant experience. So the big problem we're trying to solve is two things. It's, it's how do we automate as much of the basic, you know, call it pre-accounting or compliance accounting bookkeeping work. And then how do we consolidate the app stack and give you a unified platform that has that functionality without you having to manage all these disparate systems? And if we could do those two things together, it's kind of like now this harmony of you know, a lot of the basic time intensive, but you know, low thought process work getting performed and freeing up you know, the limited supply of accountants that are out there to do more critical yeah. thinking, consulting, advisory, complex accounting. Very good. Because I mean, what I see here is that these companies will continue to use those apps. You're sort of a layer on top of that? More so that like we've actually built out a bunch of the functionality into our own platform. Ah, okay. so, yeah, yeah. so I think like some of the businesses will continue to use the apps. But if you look at how the app adoption, where it starts, it's usually the accounting firm telling the, their client, which is a business owner, you know, yep. here, we're going to use this app, this app, this app, this app, and this app. I think the average accounting firm supports like six to eight apps in their app stack. And now we give them one platform that they tell the business like, yep, you just log in here and it has all the functionality you need on one place. And they'd much rather do that than have to be like, have an IT team to manage their app integrations. And, you know, and usually those integrations don't yeah. work that well. I do, it works them. two ways at the end. I mean, what I remember from it at the end is that a lot of organizations in the SMB space take the advice from their accountant about what application to use because totally. then they have that, that, that story. On the other yeah. end, the accountant is, is, is getting new clients that have a different application set. So in order yes. to support them, they have to embrace it as well. 
Yep. But, uh, yeah, and I think uh, I think you see a lot of cloud accounting firms or more traditional firms being a little more closed around what apps they'd be willing to support because they don't have the supply of people to do the work or take on all the clients that are coming to them. And so if they're going to try to get the most leverage out of the, the limited people they have, it's, you know, you have to use the tools that we know and, and love and are integrated with, or like, we're just not going to be a fit for you and find someone else who, who is willing to support your platform. Yeah, that's um, true. Yeah. So, but yeah, if we can eliminate the siloed nature of data and then also automate the accounting treatment of that data, you kind of, you solve like the, the two halves of the coin. So yeah, that brings me to question number two at the end is like, what is the opportunity if you get this right for accountants? Because well, this profession at the end, is, there's been a long story already for years and years that they have to level up. They have to become far more of a service business and rather than the, the bean counter. Yep. But a lot of them have, have not yeah, made that step yet. Yep. Yeah. So I think many of them are, are making that step to a degree, but they're having a really hard time. Like, you know, they've started to crawl. And as much as they love to run, they can't because you love to grow and scale like a services practice as fast as you can. But in order to do the services, you have to have accurate bookkeeping. Yeah. And you can't do tax audit advisory consulting until the books are accurate, until the data is there. Now, yes. if you are, if the supply of bookkeepers is, is limited and it takes you months to find and hire, then what do you do? You take the skilled people who could be delivering the service, you have them do lesser skilled work like bookkeeping so that they have the data in there accurately so that they can do the service. And now you have someone who you hired who's a great you know, employee who you love for 100% of their time to be doing you know, the services and instead they're spending 80% of their time doing basic bookkeeping and only 20% delivering the service. So our goal is to give them back that 80% of their time so they can spend all of it delivering the service. And where like a typical pyramid in accounting firm is you have a manager, an accounting manager who manages a team of bookkeepers. You might have many managers, maybe a manager of your managers. And that manager's there to do, call it like a final QA step, like handle client questions or concerns and assist with the delivery of the financials. Our goal is to like turn all the bookkeepers into that same managerial function where they're just basically doing that review and QA of the data and they're able to basically, you know, provide a much better service to the client and more services and meet, meet the demand of more clients as well. Cool. That's much needed. And this technology can do great things these, these days in order to help achieve that. So talking about that and talking about your platform, what do you, what did you do different from the existing applications out there to enable this? So two things, one, we said, you know, like I think, the market went from having big monolithic apps into then segmenting out that app into a bunch of tiny little things. And they, that worked well when you're dealing with, call it like the Fortune 500, Fortune 1000 companies, where each department that manages one component of that monolithic app is like a large department. There's a lot of like legs and scale you can get on it. But that same practice got, was taken down to the SMB level. The challenge with the SMB level is it's usually like one business owner, right? Or, or a couple people who went from just having to manage one app that was, you know, like all the data was integrated to now having to manage a whole bunch of siloed apps. Mm -hmm. And each of those has got more features and functions than ever before. And you can get more granular, but if you don't have the time to get granular, it's not really providing you the extra benefit because True. you don't have the resources to do it. And so we, we took the approach, which I think you're seeing some other companies do, which is, Let's go back. Let's start consolidating 
that app stack again, move a little bit more monolithic and give this one interface that has multifunctionality and it's simple to use. It might not have, it's like, Excel. like I give the Excel analogy, like 99% of everyone's use of Excel is like when they jump in there and they put formulas into the, the cells, there's like a thousand other features of functionality within Excel that no one ever touches. True. And so for us, it was like, give them the components of the tool that are easy to use that a majority of users only use and do that across like the different, like whether it's, you know, dashboards or doc storage or receipt capture or statement fetching or, or task management. And then let's also find a way, like part of that is one of those applications is connecting your data sources. And then once you connect the data sources, let's run them through BotKeeper. Let BotKeeper provide the first pass of accounting treatment. So categorizations, classifications, et cetera. And do the bulk work. The bulk work. Yeah, the bulk work. What I call is like the high volume, it's the high volume work. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, any accountant will tell you that's the easy stuff. And I would totally agree. And it might take like for every minute spent doing that, like there could be like a one transaction that you have to spend 10 minutes on. That's like a complicated accrual or adjustment or whatever. We don't want to do that. That's the, that's where the skilled professional comes in. But what we wanted to do is the high volume stuff that has a high error rate with it because you're trying to fly through it so quickly. And so let us do the first pass at it with machine and some of it, the machine will do totally by itself at an accuracy level that's unachievable by humans. The next chunk, it will serve up to the human its first pass at it. That's like within accuracy and as good or, you know, better than the average accountant. And then all you have to do at that point is like quickly review, you know, maybe make a couple quick corrections because you, you have some experience on the account. And then the third chunk, which is like ideally a sm- the smallest chunk of all is things that like the machine really doesn't know on. And so ask the human to do like be a hundred percent of the input there. But the 100% of the input that is made by the human then goes into training the machine. So like the next go around, it doesn't have to like serve up those questions to the human moving forward. Yeah, that's smart. And that's how things get smarter as well. And I remember, well, and that's what these these organizations need. And that's how you indeed get get the 80% of the work that they want, that they need to do, you get it back into their hands. Yeah. And, you know, I, I like to tell people all the time, like, you know, the media does a great job of trying to instill fear that, you know, there's AI Terminator coming to put accountants out of jobs. But when you look at all the statistics that are going on in the market, the AI that's entering the account space, the stuff that BotKeepers built, the, it's not going to put anyone out of jobs. If anything, it's going to be the only way that the you know, few accountants that remain in the profession are able to do all the work that's demanded of them. And ideally allows those, those accounting firms to grow faster than before, become more profitable. You know, everyone becomes more successful as a result. The business owner gets a faster, more accurate deliverable. And the professional, the accountant, has more time to customer service that, that business owner and, and yeah, do a little bit more for them. That goes back to the shortest in the market at the end. And the other thing, of course, also, once you, go, you get your time back, I mean, the way you can bill out the correction work versus the more consulting type work, that's a completely different rate. Correct. It makes it very easy because like with us, there's our costs are pretty much fixed on doing this work because it's software that's running. Yeah. So we can give you a fixed price per client, which lets you do fixed fee subscriptions, which are easy to manage the clients like, and then you can add, you know, consultation layers to it that might vary depending on the work needed. And that's, 
or you can you know, also fixed fee your consulting component. But but either way, it just becomes like easier to, to manage costs and easier to manage profitability. Yeah, that's these are good things at the end, and I completely agree with you on the shortage of these profession these specialists. So talking about yeah, go to market and how you the market you address. That's a discussion I often have with tech entrepreneurs. What is holding you back or what is like your biggest challenge with regards to accelerating growth in your company? And, and what have you done differently to, well, to go about it? So we're growing at a, a very healthy clip right now. You know, we 3X'd last year. Um, nice. We're heading towards another 3X again this year. And I think, you know, we're, we're trying to thread the needle. There's organized growth and manageable growth. And then there's like chaotic growth. So, and the chaotic growth is what usually leads companies to like, you know, they grow really, really fast. They put these really nice revenue numbers on the board that people like, but then you see, you know, a few years later, all of a sudden they're doing layoffs and stuff and they're reorganizing and, yeah. and trying to cut a lot of fat. And so for us, the go-to market has been, you know, at first it was, let's go get some direct business clients and work with and support them and use those relationships to like train and improve botkeepers, systems and tech and machine learning. And then once we've gotten the product to a point where it's, stable, reliable, and the accountants can now, you know, do what for the most part they are is like most accounting firms are not early adopters. They're more, you know, like later later adopters. Yeah. So (laughs) what we did is we went first to the the consumer, the business owner, let them be the early adopters, refine the product, then went to the accountant with a stable, trusted, you know, nice, yeah. Backed with data that shows its success. And then started selling to accountants and basically where you know the market has other AI firms, you know, kind of entering that are trying to take the business away from the accountant or you know be the the only AI accounting firm in the future. We said uh-huh. let's let us enable the existing you know traditional forty six thousand accounting firms in the U.S. and basically give them that same AI advantage and allow yeah. them to use the professionals that they have this you know skilled, wise, you know, like experienced individuals to deliver the the complicated stuff. And so. By partnering with the accountant and by working with them, it's been a great go-to market. And it's this like nice harmony between skilled professional and automated robotic task. Let me make a small interruption here. Enrico just explained the critical ingredient to grow exponentially rather than incrementally. They focus on creating a pull effect by working with business owners on the one side, by becoming a partner, not a competitor, with traditional accountants on the other side. This is one of the core traits that define a remarkable software business. Their ability to create momentum by orchestrating a flywheel for their growth that once in motion is hard to stop. You too can learn those traits. And the shortest route to start a journey is to get a copy of my book, The Remarkable Effect. You can get it from Amazon or from any other portal where they sell books online. Back to the interview. Yeah, and that's, I think that's a smart way to do it because then you get word of mouth, you get people to see that you're on their side. Because I mean, that whole thing is very real. I mean, if you look at the first McKenzie re- pieces of research, that skill of accountant was always the biggest one yeah. to be automated out of a job. And it, it's very I, hard. I agree with you. There's, there will always be elements of the job where, where the real skills come in and the business acumen comes in where it's about advising based on what the numbers tell you. That's, Correct. That's and the like, opportunity. And cross-functional analysis or understanding versus like refined niche, like doing AI can do a very specific, narrow focused job well. But when you start to like have to like take that into like context of a lot of other things and use that, you know, like intuition that people have, 
that's something that's hard for AI to do and like look across different, totally different data sets. And so, yeah. you know, for us to, to automate away like the basic, you know, compliance work is something that yeah, I think the machine is positioned well to do and not to try to like, not to pursue an ambition or goal of trying to put the professional out of work, but rather let the professional do more of the work that they're, they're really good at. Yeah, that's true. That's the way it should be. So music to my ears. Glad. <laughs> so from the findings that you have in the market right now and the people that you've been working with, what have you been most proud of achieving so far with these people? So I think like the firms that have started to adopt us have been able to like leapfrog, like what was, you know, you went from a traditional firm to a cloud accounting firm to an AI enabled firm. And it's been cool to allow the traditional firms to leapfrog just over the, the cloud accounting phase and then allow the cloud accounting firms to also jump up there. And, and like I said, it's just the ability to even the playing field for everyone and not allow like someone who just happens to have more money as an accounting firm, like the big four to invest yeah. in these technologies and, and you know, dominate the market as a result. So the gross margin improvements that the firms have that use BotKeeper have been very substantial. Like it, it makes a much more healthy operating firm, the ability to like try and do new things, grow faster, pay their people more, serve the clients better. And then it's been cool to see also the, you know, for me, it's been really nice to see the accounting industry embrace us and see us as like something good versus mm -hmm. like fear us and see us as like an enemy. And so, yeah. you know, this past year is named one of the 100 most influential people in accounting, you know, voted by the industry. And I thought like, for me, that was, that was a huge accomplishment. Yeah. And Congratulations was, on that. Yeah. Thank you. Exactly. Well, I mean, that's again, it's like who you're for and what you are against. And you're doing this at the end to make the industry as an industry itself better. I like that. It's a lot easier to achieve success when you have a lot of friends and not a lot of enemies. <laughs> yeah, I mean, one of the things that I also talk about in my book and at the end, what, what the whole reason to write a book at the end is the book, The Remarkable Effect, is the moment things are worth making a remark about, marketing goes by itself. And if you yes. achieve something like that, then yeah, everything becomes easier. And it's doable. It's just, just a mindset. Like, what do you choose to do and what do you choose not to do? So talking about my book, I mean, in my book, I reveal the 10 traits of a remarkable software business. If I ask you, your CEO of BotKeeper, what do you believe from your experience are traits or a particular trait that is essential to run a real good company that, that people talk about? I think you want a, a fast approach. I think there's two things. One, it's ability to enter and penetrate a market very quickly and so get some leverage. And so for us, working with accounting partners and not trying to go and have to like win every business individually is that that distribution channel is really key for that flywheel type success. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And two, it's having like an A-list team. I think like a lot of people talk about A-list team, but it's, it's going beyond your comfort zone. Most business owners want to hire people that are, I think like a little less experience than them because there's this, you know, you have this sense of control or you don't want to relinquish yeah. your control in the company. And we've taken the total opposite approach. I think I am not by any means the smartest person in the room these days. Like the, every department head that we have in the company have been serially successful and like, you know, movers and shakers recognized by their industry or expertise. Nice. And, you know, kind of being willing to bring people who know way, way more about a thing than I do, who can run and manage it way better than I do and where I can kind of take a step back and, you know, it's just a matter of getting out of the way and letting them do their thing and not having to like micromanage or control. I think that's super important if you're really going to 
going to get that exponential yeah, growth. I like that. It's creating the diversity to do something big together. And right. at the end, it's not about the ego. It's about what do you accomplish and what legacy you, do you, you leave? You can't move, that's move a mountain doing. by yourself. It takes a small army of really hardworking, intelligent people to move a mountain. So <laughs> yeah, putting that army in place and getting out of their way is something I think we've done well. Very well. Well, to finalize things off, from the knowledge that you got right now and the experience that you have running the company, what would you advise? Maybe it's the same, but what would you advise other CEOs that either have the operation to start running a company or actually are doing it and they want to change? What would you advise them to do differently or, or do more of? I think find a few partners in a company. I think a lot of people want to be like the solo founder or the solo entrepreneur and do, you know, oversee multiple aspects of a business. I think the second you bring in true partners, you know, you divide a company into strategy and vision, sales, marketing, tech, and then call it like operations and finance. At least for us, having someone who's extremely experienced in each one of those, totally dedicated, totally focused on just that piece of the equation is really important. So if your, your executive team consists of two or three you know, people or less, I would recommend going out and, and expanding your team a little bit more because every minute that you're spending doing your thing, you're not spending doing that other leg of the company. And so having one person focused on each leg is going to help you get a lot farther, a lot faster. Good advice. So last question, what is next for you? What is your aspiration for the next 12 to 24 months? So, you know, my aspirationally, I'd love to be the plumbing to the accounting industry. And our goal is to, you know, achieve a large level of market dominance or market adoption, better yet, in the accounting sector. So having a lot of accounting firms using and loving BotKeeper is really the goal. And so we'd like to 3x that, the number that we have today, this year, while also adding a few more experienced execs to the team, including a CFO, we drink our own champagne. So I'm the CEO <laughs> CFO for now, but bringing someone in to just focus on that and also bringing in someone to you know be focused even more on the product and not just the, the engineering behind the product. Good. I like your phrase, plumbing, the plumbing to the accounting industry. <laughs> thank so you. You can visually see it. We're well, going to do you the very unsexy, much, uh, unfun part. We'll, we'll let everyone else do. Uh, <laughs> no, do yeah. Well, I mean, it depends like what your ambition is. And at the end, you are an enabler and you let them be the hero. That is the goal. Yeah. So, well, thank you very much, Enrico. This was inspiring talk. Thank you. I learned a couple of interesting things and I am sure my audience will appreciate the sharing that you did here. Well, thanks for that. Don't mention it. Thanks so much for having me. Have a great rest of your day. And this ends my interview with Enrico. If you have any thoughts or questions based on what you've just heard, please don't hesitate to share it. And if you liked the interview and got inspired by it, please share it with other tech entrepreneurs on a mission that you have in your network. Other than that, thank you for tuning into this podcast. I had the honor to speak to Enrico Palmerio, CEO of Botkeeper. As said, the goal that I have in this podcast is twofold. Firstly, to inspire new forms of value creation by sharing compelling ideas and stories about the potential we can unlock when technology and people blend in the right way. And secondly, share experiences from tech entrepreneurs like you about what is required to create a remarkable software business and how to overcome the roadblocks to do so. Before I close, I have two more comments to make. If you know other tech entrepreneurs on a mission that have a story worth sharing, please send me an email at ton.dobby at valueinspiration.com. Building the momentum all starts with revealing the ideas. And that starts with you. And if you want to know more about my book, or you're interested in joining the Remarkable Effect tribe, 
please visit my website at www.valueinspiration.com. Thanks for tuning in. And you could do me a big favor by rating the podcast on iTunes or provide me with your feedback directly. I'll see you shortly on a new episode. You've got questions, we've got answers. Business leadership, ownership, and sales can be challenging. Tune into the Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast to learn from the world's experts. Join me, your host, Diane Helbig, as I chat with people who have expertise in various areas of business. You'll enjoy the lively conversations that are focused on providing you with the ideas, tips, and suggestions you need to realize greater success. Get what you need for your business when you need it from the people who have the answers. Accelerate Your Business Growth is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network and is available on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast.